Whole and Human. I'm Adam Foley. And I'm Elisa Romeo. And today we're talking about the soul of writing. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. We are excited for this episode today. We just kind of came up with it 10 minutes ago um, i feel like and i was kind of i was telling elisa i feel like i was kind of tricked into this podcast elisa <laughs> was like let's just not choose a topic tonight and we'll just talk we'll just like you know see what happens up. and i'm like okay like it'll be an experiment i'll try that then she came downstairs and she's like actually i have a whole bullet point here of all the <laughs> here, list of here's things an outline we can talk about but we- but I'm excited about it, it's a, and it's a good topic. And I think that so we actually don't have much of a structure at all, as per usual, with us. And but. as you guys probably have felt, if you've listened to all the podcasts we have so far, we have four so far. This will be our fifth. This is our first podcast, so we're learning as we go about what works and how things sound and getting used to the whole process. So we're realizing certain things we want to tweak. And and one thing we want more of is just whatever's up, having a casual conversation about what's going on that day and incorporating stories from what's alive in our life to weave into the podcast yeah. without necessarily having to have a whole plan of yeah. what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and what's been up for us is... Writing. We are deep in the writing process. We are writing a book together, and it's been amazing and a really a lot of people when we tell them and terrible. <laughs> there's been and wonderful. We can talk and, about those. Yeah. Those. There's we. I, we think we have three or four big yeah. moments where it's been like, okay, what is happening? And they were actually pretty intense moments, but. Overall, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I thought ones. that's what you're talking about. Yeah. But a lot of people, when they are like, "You guys are married, you raise kids together, and you're writing a book together, you work all day together," yeah. like, how's that going? And I'm usually like, "Fine, like it's actually super natural." Yeah. So Elisa and I are working on a book together right now about uh, spiritual relationships, which we're we we're going to kind of talk around because we don't want to talk about the content of the book itself. Yet. I have been telling We're... people, though, I think I can say that it's, should I not talk about just what I've been saying to clients on calls? I don't know calls? what you've been saying to clients <laughs> on calls. Um, about how it's kind of like meet your soul, but for relationships. Yeah, yeah. And so what we're really doing is talking about how to connect with your partner or your child or your boss or whoever on a soul level, and then communication techniques and um things that are just super super useful to have intimacy and true soul connection so meet your soul was really focused on the internal spiritual path and navigating all your inner gremlins and voices that kept you from hearing your internal truth and this is how can you do that with somebody else in your life how can you become more authentically intimate and really get to know their soul behind their ego? And I think that's as much as I'll say yeah. about the book. And for connect now. into the soul lessons and soul contracts yeah. and but, relationship. Yeah. But back to the process, whenever somebody hears that we're writing a book together, the first thing is like, wow, isn't that crazy writing a book with your wife or like writing a book together? How do you even do that? That that has actually been the easiest part for me is writing together. Um, I what think were you talking that... about before when you're like those f- hard times? Because I thought you were going to talk about. Yeah. So I didn't... 
I didn't know what you were referring to if it wasn't the moments of where I was I was referring to is that this I used to uh (laughs) is that there's so many phases it's been a long time we've been doing this book for kind of two years yeah and and I'd kind of like to talk about the moment we decided like I realized what was happening so it's been through a lot of phases but I definitely went through a phase of intense writing that I felt anxious during yeah and and I like to think that the creative process is when you're feeling really like connected with your soul and and it wasn't that I wasn't it was it was actually I felt anxious because I was having so much of my soul's information mm. coming through. It was like I had to keep up mm-hmm. with my the pace that my soul wanted of me. And I think I could feel that it was so emotionally up for me right now that I had to grab it. I mm-hmm. was like, I had to grab this and I had to keep writing. Uh, even though a part of me was like, I also would like to just take a nap and <laughs> and relax. So We have a lot of clients that are artists, writers, musicians, creative types. So one reason we wanted to do this show is because, number one, I have a lot of clients we talk to that they just want to write a book. And there's a lot of, you know, talking about that process. But also everything we're going to talk about today is applicable to any type of creative process if you're writing a song or creating a painting what we're really wanting to talk about today is uh listening to the ego versus the soul in the creative process and getting into the nitty-gritty of that um so how this book started talking about that topic is i had this idea that i wanted to do online courses and i wanted to do them now and that that would be smart as the next phase of what I just wanted to do. And a book is a huge process. And so I know when you write a book, it's a year or two of kind of sitting in the dark in your cocoon and not really knowing the end product the way we work on books. This is more of the soul process. And so part of me was just kind of like, am I prepared for that type of a birthing process right now? I, it wasn't exactly well, what I wanted even, to find out for. It wasn't even in our realm of thought. We weren't, yeah. And I think it wasn't so much that we wanted to make online courses, but we are so much our to time say. is uh, consumed with sessions. So we wanted to make more of an online platform with courses and such that we could be translating out there all of the stuff we want to say to people in other types of digestible ways and i still we we do we we are going to build more build online courses and a mystery school is in the plans we don't know the timeline but we're working on it um and the podcast was part of part of a surprise that we didn't know the timing is going to happen this fast with this either but so so how this whole all how this all started was uh, now we're going to talk at the same time <laughs> now we'll we, talk in unison <laughs> for the rest of the podcast oh that would be great let's psychically stand the have same little page. catchphrases we could switch back and forth well my experience you can talk about your experience uh, you, of it. You, you my experience it. was it was the summer i was w- washing the dishes adam comes in and sits behind me at the counter and he's like hey babe can i read you something and i was like yeah he's like i've been writing i thought it was like a blog and he starts to read to me and it's like the most powerful thing i've ever heard and i'm washing the dishes and i'm like it's dawning on me he's reading me the intro of our book he's reading to me the opening of our new book (laughs) that we've been playing with the idea and dreaming of a little bit but just I didn't think the timeline was anywhere near and so I'm just getting 
chills and I'm crying because what he's saying is so beautiful. And my ego doesn't like this because my ego is like, no, can we just like build some online courses right now? Like this is going to be a long process. And I just turn around, but it's so beautiful. And I know it just needs to be out there and it needs to be a book. So I turn around and I'm just like, well, this is our book. You're, you're reading the opening to our book. And did you know yeah. that? What was your experience of when I said that to you? Well, my experience was was so different because I came up there and I really didn't know if it was shit. Like I was like just working on this thing and I had no gauge of how if it was good or bad or anything. And then I just start reading and Lisa just like starts breaking down weeping. So I'm like, I think it must have been good. <laughs> or really bad. <laughs> or <No>. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I could feel that too, uh, to a certain extent that it was, there was something, uh, it was like a part of the material needed to be respected and that on a online course, it wouldn't have been respected for what it was because it, it felt like something you needed to That's a to different thing. I think online courses can be super reverent and have a lot of sacred space holding, but it's got to be... It depends. It's like, actually, that's one yeah, of the things we wanted to talk it's about. I'm not saying not. The other form is not sacred. It's just re- different. It's just respecting it's what it is. It's a different thing. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things we wanted to talk about today is like when you're in the creative process, writing from soul as opposed to ego. So I would say writing from ego is more of like, it could be fiction or nonfiction, but it's going to be more of like, I have an idea of what this is. So if you're like, I've got a great plot and I'm going to create this this story you could still be getting like maybe some soul information about the characters and stuff but you have an idea of what's like happening i think a lot of times when you're really listening to soul projects you might have no idea you might feel like a pregnancy like i feel the weight of this project on me and you could feel this like with a song or a painting too like i feel this thing coming and i don't know what it is and so then the process is not about just discipline sitting down every day to write the process is which a lot of writers talk about, right? Like just sit your butt down every day and start, which can be useful for soul birthing too. But I think um, it's a different process of just hitting your goals of what you already know about your writing versus the process of incubating and listening and respecting the entity of what the book is. What is the book or the project? What is it as an entity? What does this book need or want from you to help be birthed into the world well i think with the creative process no matter what you're working on and i definitely experience this sometimes as a musician is where do you get to the point where it's turning into spiritual work where do you get to the point where it's turning into some commingling with the universe and with god i think there's this there's this like tipping point and i think sometimes you can feel it where it's it's turning where it's you're you are no longer imagining it all on your own or creating it all on your own. It's just like destiny is creating it through you. Mm-hmm. Do you relate to that? Yeah, and I think we talked earlier too about this idea of when you do a soul project, you're not just like with with a book. You're not just writing it. You're not just working the book. It's working you. It's changing you. It's growing you as a creator. And so I think that's true with all great art where it's like 
there is this alchemical magical thing that happens that's you're opening up to hold space for a creation process and you might be part of that creation process. So that can be a journey of your own self-discovery, which often includes feeling feelings maybe you don't want to feel on the journey to kind of opening and expanding into your newfound awareness and identity through the creative process. So how the creative process is changing you. Yeah. You know, that period I was talking about where I had anxiety when I was writing, it was, I could feel my soul wanted this from me so bad, but it was also, I actually had anxiety when I wasn't writing, but as soon as I sat down on the computer and started writing, my anxiety went away. And it was this feeling of, that every time I was writing, I was connected to my soul. Mm -hmm. And every time I wasn't writing, my soul was like on my shoulder, like go back to your computer and keep Mm -hmm. working on this thing. And so definitely I felt like I was incarnating more of my soul as I was writing. Through the writing process. I think empaths and mediums can also relate to that feeling because a lot of like mediums in particular doing psychic work feel this feeling of like, anxiety if you're ignoring spirit and then if you actually listen and pay attention the anxiety lowers and same with empaths like where you're feeling the unconscious feelings of other people in the room and if you're ignoring it it builds and if you kind of bring it to awareness it dissipates you know who that makes me think about is that uh you're gonna know the name of this Teresa guy Caboot. no oh. no not Teresa. because <laughs> she uh, had anxiety until she the, started to find her gifts I the think, right? uh well there's uh the guy who works in hollywood uh taylor taylor tyler he doodles he draws things he does he does medium stuff for like oh famous tyler hollywood. henry yeah, that's yeah. the one. So he's got whenever he's show. channeling, he has a notebook and he's always scribbling. Uh-huh. You know, it makes me think like, what? Why does he need that? Like, mm-hmm. what is the grounding force? Is there something in just the scribbles that and helps? The focus and the grounding. And yeah. um, it the information come through. Yeah, it's a crazy process when you're bringing something down and birthing something creatively. I think it does take a lot of grounding and and self care and taking breaks. One thing you mentioned earlier is when there's so much to talk about with this, but I'm thinking about like when I was writing Meet Your Soul, I mean, there's such a journey there with like how that process was on a soul level. But like, well, one thing was that originally. (laughs) So when Elisa first got her contract with Hay House was around when we first met. And so when we first met, there was all these kind of big things happening, but it wasn't for Meet Your Soul. It was for her first book, Authentic Intuition. They had contracted with my first book, which is an ebook that is Authentic Intuition, initially titled Energetic Codependency. So we were just going to kind of like maybe clean that up and do that. And then when I was out in New York, um, where they had me at like this writer's boot camp situation, I got really clear soul information like this is not the first book like this is not what Sophia my soul wants me to come out with first which is when after you sign a publishing contract that is not what the publisher wants what to anybody hear. wants to they hear. don't want to know you just sign a contract where you're like ha, just kidding this well, I don't want to do this book anymore I have a different book that I haven't written like they purchased something that was already written and now I was like just kidding guys like it's actually a book that's not written that you don't know if you're going to like or not, but I know it's the next book. So then we kind of went I into you a calling me then. I, and I'm I like, oh, God, I think on. it's a different book, yeah. um, which explains kind of that process of like this wasn't an ego thing of like, I just want a book with Hay House. Like yeah. it was more like I am listening to my soul about what is the 
best way to get people to really understand this content and I mean you're just and who I am. Yeah, it was guide. just what was happening. Um, but what was crazy about the contract was it was they were going to publish the book in six months right. because it was already written. So they're like, oh, we're just going to do the you know get it polished up and we'll get it printed it out there. And so when we changed the contract, we were like, we will we're going to write this new book. And we will do it in six months. Well, first we had to convince them because I remember what Meet Your Soul was, was like 160 pages of just random notes. Like it was nowhere near a coherent book. It was like ramblings from my soul. So Adam and I- soul journaling. Soul journaling, basically, yeah. And um, Adam and I sat down and kind of was like, okay, what- what is this? What is here? And so then wrote a couple sample chapters and sent it over to them and in hopes and f- that they were going to like it. And luckily they did like, like luckily they got it. And so, um, so then we were on a timeline of kind of like, we basically, we're saying we wrote meet your soul because Adam was a huge part of meet your soul. And even though his name's not on the book, like he was, really the masculine structure. I had a lot of the feminine kind of flowing and ideas and he really helped kind of be like, this is a chapter here. Here's your repetitive over here. Here we go. You know, like putting it into chapters, which I think we get a lot of compliments from Meet Your Soul. People are really like, this is so well like laid out, like in terms of introduction to these new kind of potentially very esoteric concepts. What was funny about Meet Your Soul was it was at one point, it was all there. Like, even in those rambling notes, it was like the entire book was there, but just completely out of order. Like right. every, and not out of order, like every paragraph was out of order. It was like every <laughs> sentence was out of order because it it had just been a soul channeling of mm-hmm. information. And so what we did is we printed it all out, like 500 pages, and got scissors and scotch tape and we laid it all out on the bedroom floor, just covering the floor and down the hallway, and then just started cutting, like physically cutting every sentence and moving it into different categories. And by the end of it, it was a book. You know, and people, yeah, writing a book is such a crazy long process. And people, I mean, it's easy to look at me and still be like, oh, this is pretty clean and simple in a way, but it's like, oh my God, the amount of time and energy that went into making it super, super um, flow. Like not one thing we do even with this book now is we do tons of meditation and prayer because what all our material is, is we don't just want, here's more information about soul, but we want people to have an experience of their soul. So we're very conscious when we're writing about we're almost like tricking the ego a little bit into kind of like, hey, friend, here's some information. But what we're doing energetically <laughs> is helping you really start to feel yourself in a new way. So it's it starts usually pretty simple and casual. And then it's a slow process of kind of starting to experience yourself. And we're de- so what we do is we psychically look at the audience. We call it like multidimensional editing. And besides just the copy editing and the content editing, because when you write a book, first you do like a content edit with like, does this make sense? Is this like rationally flowing in some kind of structure? And then you go into the detail editing of like grammatical issues and stuff but we do energetic editing so we're looking psychically at the audience and then we're looking at oh this topic was too shocking for them emotionally this was triggering 40 percent of our audience to go from this to this Mm -hmm. um 
And so then we'll edit based on that so that people can really have a smooth emotional experience of the book. And I think it, it comes from really love because our we have a goal in our writing. We're, we don't want to just put out more information out there. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're tired of that. We don't want more books on just philosophy or spiritual ideas or th- theories. We want something that people can bring to their homes and can bring soul into their lives, can bring spiritual love into their daily lives. Well, we want our goal is to empower people to yeah. have a direct and personal relationship with their soul. So our material we see as it's really important that we're really clear and we're really transparent, have great stories and a lot of love energy to help people do that. Because we think it's like a sacred vessel like we see it like like I tell people sometimes like if they're like I can't read meet your soul because it's like I don't know if I can do it like the soul journaling I say just put it next to your bed just put it like under your bed (laughs) just get an energetic like transmission from it even if you're not reading it yet because we really believe it's like holding um some energy I think too there's so many spiritual books that leave you with this feeling that's like I'm not good enough to do this work or I want to be like the person who wrote this book. Uh, it brings up like perfectionism and stuff like that. And we just didn't want that for people. We really wanted them to know that they can do this because we have seen it. We've there's There's not been a single person we have ever sat down with on a soul session that has not been able to connect with their soul. Sometimes it takes some time and some redirection, but anybody can get there. You know, one thing you said earlier, too, is like one thing that happened back to this idea of like the book as an entity, the idea that the project is working you and opening you is that when I was writing Meet Your Soul, I had a session with one of my spiritual colleagues and mentors. And she said to me, how did she put it? She was basically like, I think I was like, I'm writing a book called Meet Your Soul. And she was like, oh, your life is going to totally change because do you think you're going to write a book called meet your soul without like totally meeting your soul to a new deeper profound level and I was like oh yeah yeah well I already know my soul I've been soul journaling for years like I already really feel like that and she was absolutely right like my soul used that six months as an Mm. opportunity to have like crazy level soul incarnation stuff that's when we were having tons of energetic stuff happening um, where we were living of just my soul coming into my body more and just having physical kundalini like symptoms like it was yeah. a very intense spiritual personal time to write that book and it's been really intense writing this book too and I I don't know how much to talk about the book yet because a part of me is kind of protective of it we actually haven't even told Hay House about it. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that on a podcast or not but it's uh we purposefully haven't pitched it yet because we wanted to protect the book before we 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 wanted, we wanted to, to give listen it to the book about what the book breathe. what yeah. the book wanted because what you know sometimes I talk to writer clients that are kind of like I really want my book to be published and it's kind of like so and then sometimes it's not picked up and then they're like I'm depressed it didn't get published it's not good enough. But if you're listening to the entity of the book, of what the book wants and how it needs to get out there, sometimes it's like, 
we knew this book, regardless of who's going to pick it up or how, or if it does, if everyone says this book is shit, we're still publishing this book. This book will get published, whether it's through a press, a major house, or on our own, because we're listening to the entity of the book that it wants to be out yeah. there. And so it's not about our egos. Do you and, know what is a fascinating story? Yeah. Is when you uh, uh, went into that bookstore and you started like, uh, yeah. hearing the energy of all the books. Yeah, I think about that a lot. And I talk about it a lot because it was a big... A realization for me so when I was meditating a whole bunch in one period of my life getting very energetically sensitive and intuitive I went to Green Apple Books I might have even said this on a podcast before I don't know <laughs> I think it might have been becoming psychic but I went to Green Apple Books and I went into my favorite metaphysical new age you know psychology spirituality section and I could feel the energy of each book talking to me it was basically what is the energy of the book regardless of what is the content of the book saying it was like how was this book created energetically and there were some books that I respected that my ego liked that the energy was like I just want my mommy to love me was what was, was the, the energy uh, the of the author yeah. coming from their unconscious intentions of why they were really writing their book. I'm sure they weren't conscious of it. Their conscious thing might be like, because I'm a well-known scholar in my field and this is the next right <laughs> step in my career. And But yeah. the energy is, am I approved of? And then some books were like, I thought they were kind of simple and kind of like cliche little phrases and the energy would be like, this is a love transmission. So that day I really changed. It was less about how smart a book is or a movie or a person. It was what is their energetic intentions? How are they writing it? Yeah. yeah what is the really unconscious energetic intentions though that you can feel? Everyone can feel these things, mm -hmm. even if you're not conscious of them from people, places, and things. And I think one thing that when you're in New York uh, at some Hay House conference, what's Oprah Winfrey's uh, coach? Cheryl Richardson. Cheryl Richardson said to you, she's like, a lot of writers write by leading with the wound. Mm -hmm. So they, they start writing from their their deepest wounds because they want reflection from it, from the outside world. And so she said, don't lead from your wound. I agree and disagree with that statement because Sometimes, I think yeah. if you're doing it in a soul way, it is super healing. And actually, uh, you can change the narrative into an empowerful, uh, empowering and healing process. I think the difference is if you're conscious or unconscious of the wound. Because if you're working through something, it can be genius, you know, like... I think a lot of art comes out. I was just reading this week about the controversial Broadway show called um, Slave Play by, I should forget the name of the author, yeah. but, 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 but that's, he's working yeah. through um, racial issues in the country, but also his own wounds with how he's navigated that space. And it's uh, pretty genius the way he kind of worked through and created that. Well, it's controversial and people like love it or hate it, but it's, it's definitely upping the conversation that's like a cultural wound he's like mm -hmm. trying to heal but what you're talking about in the bookstore is kind of like am i using my am i just writing because i need to f feed this wound you know like mm -hmm. the uh i want attention from my mommy or whatever you said mm -hmm. uh or am i listening to my soul bringing unconditional love through my body and the wound is part of my story uh, that shaped who I am or are there some gift in this wound for the rest of the planet which probably is also with uh, that slave play 
Yeah, by Jeremy O'Harris. Um, yeah. He's really fascinating to watch in interviews. But I think, yeah, so we, so I guess there's a lot to unpack here, but basically, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think a lot of Anna Snin who wrote, um, her diaries are really interesting, and, and then she wrote a bunch of other stuff, but there was a period where- Talking about writing what, from the wound. And I mean, yeah, and, and it, there's one point where she, like, bought her own printing press and, like, every single page typeset all of every character of her book and you know it's like we have amazon as a potential way to self-publish like we you know no one now can complain about self-publishing in that sense because with technology it's not that hard to get your work published if you believe in it and you feel it and it wants to be out there there's a way to make that happen and i think um, books in particular are they can be your calling card and it can be a really great way that you're explaining to people who you are and sharing your heart and finding your audience your tribe your your soul group of who can hear you actually that was one of reason I always wanted to be a writer we talked before about how like neither of us ever felt like we were writers because just like grammatically I'm not great and I remember in high school people, like teachers being like you need to learn how to diagram a sentence. Like, you're not a great writer. Um, but then later, it was so redeeming at Hay House when one of the editors I really respected, she's like, you have great voice. Like, you're a writer. And it was the first time I was like, I'm a writer? Like, I don't feel like a writer. Yeah. Um, and what does that mean? But I think what being a writer really is, is like finding your voice. And let's talk about that just for a second. What is What does that mean, finding your voice to yeah. you? And how did you do that? And what's that process well, like? Well, when you... St- yeah i swore to myself at one point i would not be a writer (laughs) i was like i don't like the idea of being a writer i uh it's a long story but i'll save that story for another time uh it's hard to find voice i think it's a lot usually the process is writing a bunch and kind of being like this feels a little off this feels like i'm getting somewhere but like what am i really trying to say and where I mean, one exercise a lot of this people do. This is what do. I'll say about voice yeah. because uh, it just—I think I can't avoid this story <laughs> and talk about how I found my voice yeah. at all. Yeah. Which is, uh, I had a grandfather that was like cut out from the family that I never saw and never met, and I was just told a story that this guy was not a good guy. Don't associate yourself with this guy. Uh, in high school. I found out that he didn't live someplace incredibly far away, but only like a four-hour train ride away. And so I was like, I am going to go meet him. And I didn't tell anybody, and I bought my own ticket and just like ran away to meet this strange grandfather figure to like make my own judgment. I was like, I need to know it with my own eyes who this guy is. And so I went, and... He was a total jerk, and uh, we went out for Chinese food. And he was very narcissistic, um, right? And why why I say jerk is because it was just uh, he was just a classic narcissist, textbook narcissist, and he never asked me one question about myself mm. and talked about himself the entire time mm. about all the pretty woman he wanted to be with and all the stuff. But then at one point he said this haunting phrase to me that it was. <laughs> Writing is in your blood. <laughs> Writing is part of your family oh, legacy, wow. and you will be a writer. Mm. And I was like, no. It was like a curse. I will not be a writer. Mm. I will not accept that legacy. Yeah. And so I had this association 
mm. of writers as narcissists. Like oh, I was wow. just like, people who are writers are narcissists. Mm-hmm. And so for me to find my voice to come back to writing, it required every part of me that didn't need any personal reflection. Mm. Like I was like anything that needed any selfish, like something from it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I refuse to write from that place. Mm. I will only write from a place that is my soul, Mm. which I don't think I could have ever gone to if I hadn't met you and hadn't like met my soul and, and, and found the voice of my soul, which I did through soul journaling. Mm -hmm. And so then it was years of soul journaling of really getting to know my soul of really being like, this is what my soul feels like. This is the truest part of me. And then Mm-hmm. being able to write from and that for place. anybody who doesn't know what soul journaling is our first episode how to talk to soul is about the writing process of basically how to connect with your true authentic self and intuition my process of kind of the identity of being a writer was that my sister who's four and a half years older she's a great writer so i always grew up she was like winning poetry contests and stuff so she was like she was the writer in the family and who knows what elisa is she's over there goofing off in the corner so I think um, I had a feeling I was stupid and I couldn't do it. And I just, it was like something a little beyond me that I just wasn't capable of doing. So then when there was just something really natural, like writing is a way of healing that, which is actually the name of a great book. There's a book called writing is a way of healing, which is like starting to zoom out from your life kind of write memoir, look at your life and look at the patterns, look at the soul orchestration. It's such a healing when you've gone through a breakup yeah. or something mm-hmm. hard or a death to be able to write about it is really hard, but it also is such a psychological therapeutic tool to kind of make sense. And actually on my website, if you go to freebies and I'll link to it on the page, um, the podcast page, there's, I have a free exercise that's turning your story from basically being a victim to the hero or heroine of your narrative. So it's a writing prompts and exercise for how to, kind of zoom out from your life and see yourself as a character and rewrite your story. There's um, narrative therapy in, in, in the therapeutic community as a form of therapy where you're looking at your life as a story and it's like, what's the narrative? So that can be such a healing way to look at your life. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much more we could say about writing do you yeah, have anything i think more that's wanna... the most of it here so you know the reason we started this podcast is we are in the final push of this book we're taking the next week off of sessions. well the first draft we'll probably <laughs> yeah who knows I'm sure it's gonna have it'll a be lot more of a journey drafts after that but uh uh we're just so excited to share it with you guys this has been such a soul birthing and spiritual transformative experience for elise and i this whole time and uh, i'm also really excited just to bring adam out more because adam is an insane spiritual soul and he's taught me so much much. and so i'm excited that this book will have both our names on it because your name was like secretly silently on meet your soul but nobody knows that much about you so it's nice to be able to come out publicly together about really what we do, who we are and how we know this shit is through our relationship. And that's where we've learned a lot of this. So to be able to talk about that. I think like for me, the point of getting to know your soul, a huge point is 
to bring more love into your life and to be closer to the people in your life and not just in intimate relationships, but to just have more authentic experiences with your friends and your coworkers and your family and all the people around you. And that's what this book really focuses on. You know, Elise and I are really, we live in this area where it's hard for us to not look at people, whoever they are, and be blind to the insane miracle that it is that we're both just alive in this moment. Like we took our son to a swimming lesson earlier. And there's part of me that's talking to another dad. That's like, uh, you know, keeping it cool, but also like, isn't this crazy that we're alive right here in this moment and two souls experiencing life. And we can talk about, we can talk to each other from our egos or we can really connect on Mm -hmm. a soul level and a heart level. Uh, And so that's what's to come. Well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and subscribe so you can hear about when we have our new shows out and find us on our social media and feel free to send emails. If you have any ideas for shows you want us to talk about or questions, you want to questions. Yep. We're always like looking for where to go next. So Lots of love. Yeah.